Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, this is Elite, where we deal with all things Elite Ice Hockey League. While we're building up to the playoff finals weekend, the six teams that didn't make it are reflecting on the season just finished for them as they wind up their duties. One team doing that very thing is Manchester Storm, who ended their season in sixth place, their highest league standing since 2018, and the first campaign in the books for their head coach, Matt Ginn. It's fair to say he's done well there, although their playoff hopes were stopped to their tracks by the Sheffield Steelers. Matt joins me to look back on his maiden campaign as a coach, what he's learned from this campaign, and how the preparations for next season are going already. You're listening to Elite. Matt, firstly, welcome to Elite. Thanks for taking the time to join me. You've, I think it's fair to say you've had a good start to life as a coach. Is it as easy as everyone makes out? Well, thanks for having me on. No, uh, there were definitely some ups and downs. It was uh, a job where you're kind of learning on the fly. Um, even looking back at the first couple months on the job, I think I, I came a long way, but it was uh, it was a great group to work with there uh, in the locker room. And then I think having, having Finner around too to – to bounce ideas off and um, kind of the help he gave me too and the support was huge for my first year. And of course, being a, a former goalie, I'm just wondering how this translates because as a goalie, you see the play going on in front of you. You can see where guys are positioned and how these things pan out. So does that translate in some way to being a coach where, again, you're maybe looking at it from a different perspective, but you can read the plays and, and how things go? Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a... I guess a different sight lines there from the net to the, to the bench, but a, a lot of it's the same where you kind of see certain things and then and miss other things as well. But um, no, I, I, I just really loved it. I loved it. It was a, like I said, a great group to work with and um, a, a positive first year. A sixth place maybe surpassed your expectations for this year? Uh, we, we didn't really put a number on it. I mean, we want, we wanted to make the playoffs. That was the, the first and foremost goal for us. Um, and then when, when we kind of, I guess, clinched, it was just about finishing as high up as we could. Um, obviously the, the Sheffield series was still a bit of a bitter taste. I thought we, we were playing some pretty good hockey, but, um, we just ran into it. The, the, I, I think the best Sheffield team we've seen in a couple months, they, they played really well and we had to be at our best to, to, uh, to beat them, and I, I don't know if we quite got to the level that they played at. We'll talk a bit more about that, that Sheffield game a little bit later, but I'd like to go back to the start when you, you got the job. 
you'd been the assistant coach last season, or rather the season you finished playing. I think injury curtailed your season quite a lot, so you were doing a bit more off the ice. So how did that firstly translate into you becoming the head coach? Who made the first move? Did Ryan come to you? Did you go to him? How did it all happen? Yeah, so I, I got injured there, and uh, the doctor just said I probably shouldn't play anymore. So kind of that that week of, I guess, moping around and, and being down. And then Fittner asked if I wanted to uh, to help out kind of behind the bench, and I, I jumped at that idea. Coach was something I wanted to do down the road anyways. I think it my my career ended maybe a little prematurely than I'd like. but um, So he gave me that opportunity to help, and then each week kind of gave me more and more responsibility or certain – parts of the game to to help with and uh kind of my role grew and grew and then uh he just told me he was looking to move just to the general manager side of things and uh massive I'd be interested in the the coaching side and kind of taking over and um obviously it was an opportunity that I I didn't take lightly and it was one that I know uh is kind of rare especially to be a first year coach becoming the head guy right away. And so I, I jumped at that and um, just, just grateful for the opportunity that he gave me. And of course we all know Ryan, he's, he's been around the, the game for a long, long time in this country. So how invaluable was it to, to work alongside him given his experience as a head coach as well? And you mentioned earlier about bouncing ideas off him as well. I take it he was very approachable whenever you wanted to have a quick chat about anything or get his, his perspective on things. Yeah. Sometimes he was too helpful, but uh, no, <laughs> it, it, no it, it was great having him around him and I had a, a very good relationship when I played too. So um, it, it was easy kind of back and forth and he was, he he's good about uh, not kind of letting me do my own thing too, but he's like you say, he's been around the league for so long and he's had success here with some different organizations. So uh, it, like you said, it was just invaluable having him around and him and I are very close. So it's, it's easy to to talk about things and um, kind of share share opinions on different things, and I think, uh, it, especially for my first year, it was huge. And of course, Mike Morin as well. He's been around the club for a long time. He knows the DNA of that club probably more than anybody else. And to have him alongside you as well must have been another big boost to you. Yep, he's a guy who I think kind of flies under the radar, and he he kind of stays out of the spotlight. But what what he does is is awesome. He was a a great player here, and he he won here. He's a winner, so he's like you said, he's uh, he's been around forever. Um, he's he, he's awesome to to uh, just be there to support. And like you said, he he's had success here as a player and a coach, and um, he just. He, he's so invaluable and like I say, he flies under the radar. He doesn't like any of the spotlight, but what he brings is is huge for me. I want to talk to you about your recruitment side. It was quite something this year, just looking down at your roster. Guys like Jesper Orval, he was among the top scorers until sadly injury took out a big chunk out of his season. You brought in Anthony DeLuca, great move from, from him and for you guys. Jeremy Brodeur in, in the net as well. How did you find the recruitment side of it for what was effectively your real first go at it? Yeah, um, Finner and I kind of did it together. He's he's uh, had a lot more practice than I had, but um, first and foremost, like bringing guys in, we kind of wanted to go younger than we were last year. I think we had the youngest team in the league this year, and kind of give guys an opportunity to to prove themselves at this level. And um, I think we we did a good job on that. Obviously, you you're always looking back and maybe second guess yourself a, a few moves, but no, we wanted to bring in some younger guys, more speed and guys to, like I said, give them the opportunity to prove themselves at this level. And um, I think the big thing going forward is just, we want to um, keep improving on that and then bringing 
uh, good character people too. I think that's that's first and foremost uh, how you have success is guys that are in there that that play and battle and compete for each other. Um, and that's kind of the the motto going forward or the mindset going forward. Did you have your eyes open to that kind of thing? Because I know it can be quite a quite a long process with certain players and, and getting that deal done. So did you did you find that was a bit of an eye opener for you? Yeah, it was uh, a lot of time spent on the phone talking to players and agents, and um, it, it's a job or a part of the job that was definitely new to me. Um, I, I'd been on the other side of it, obviously, but um, no, it was it, it was definitely uh, it was good to have Finner around for that stuff too. Um, we we kind of did it together, starting to I guess look for next year already too. So um, it'll I think it'll be nice having that experience for the first time around and. Um, like you said, I think some of those moves we made as the year went on, like bringing in Jeremy Broder, um, Chase Harrison, players like that really kind of shored up the the back end, especially for us. And that kind of contributed to the success we had. And of course, you're looking at guys like Cam Critchlow, Scott Simmons, Dallas Earhart, Zach Sullivan. They've been around the club for a long time as well. How much did you lean on them as the season went on as well? Again, given their experience, you've played with them. Now you were coaching them. Yeah, no, I, I leaned on those guys a ton. Um, Critch, I think, is is an unbelievable captain. He, he's won at kind of every level here, and um, I, I'm excited for him to to be able to wear that uh, GB jersey as well. It's well-deserved for him. Um, but like you said, yeah, guys like him, uh, Dallas Earhart, Simmons, uh, Fawcett, um, and then I know it's Steven Johnson's first year here too, but those guys were – were huge for me to to uh, rely on and bounce ideas back and forth, and just they have such a good uh, feeling of the room, what guys are going through from day to day here, and um, we we had great communication from from me to them, and they were just an extension of myself too. So I thought they did a, a great job for me. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How did you find the, the transition of going from being one of the guys in the locker room with them to effectively being their boss? That that must have been a bit, a bit unusual for you. Yeah, there's a bit of a learning curve there for sure. I think it was... Uh, it was good to have last year kind of that transition period out of out of that, I guess, being the assistant coach. And um, I, I just found it it's important to to not really change who you are, like how, how you are as a person. You want to coach that you want to be genuine kind of to, to who you are. So you, obviously there's some, uh, I guess, learning curves there early on to, to uh, find that, I guess, line between being approachable and then also being the, the coach too. Yeah, the player management side is interesting because you can get nights where it can be a bit emotional. How do you deal with that, especially during the tough times when maybe a result or a performance isn't going your way? How do you how do you try and manage that in the room? 
Yeah, like like I said, I just trying to be uh, genuine to who you are. You, you don't want to, I guess, be fake or kind of try and put on a show. I mean, if uh, I try to stay pretty even keel there, no, not not to get too high or too low. And um, when it, the couple times I did have a little bit of a a blow up there, I think it, it resonated with the guys more than uh, kind of the raw raw stuff. So I I just kind of tried to stay true to who who I was as a person, and uh, I think my coaching style kind of reflected that in the room. So now you've had a season at the job, and you you've picked up various things along the way. What areas do you think you can improve on as a coach going forward? I I think there's always uh, always things you can improve on, especially coaching. I think I've said it before; it's a job where whether it's your first year, your twentieth year, you're kind of learning, learning as you go, learning something every day. Um, I think for me, the communication part is huge. Whether it's from player to player, player up to coach, just so everybody's on the same page. And um, like I said, bringing in kind of good, high character players um, is an area that. We want to focus on going forward, and um, I think we did a good job of that this year, and that's why uh, we maybe overachieved in some people's eyes. I know we were picked lower in kind of the pre, uh, pre-season polls and whatnot, but, um, yeah, I think there's always just things you can fine-tune, whether it's game preparation, um, system stuff, what, whatever it is, and um, I think that's just kind of learning as you go here. Um, I'm kind of always – reading up on different, I guess, tactical things and uh, that area too. So I think it's just be, being more comfortable in that. In terms of the playoffs, how nice was it, the fact that you qualified for the playoffs with so many games left to go, as opposed to and you've been involved in these games where you go right to the end, it gets nervy, it gets nervous, and you, you're, you're being taken all the way? Yeah, no, it was nice. Like I said, that was a goal of ours was to make the playoffs and being able to do it, I, I think, with almost a month left What was important for us. Um, but then on the flip side of that, like we wanted to uh, make sure we were stay, still playing good hockey and, and building towards that towards the playoffs. So we were kind of rolling there. Um, I think it it's kind of finding that fine line of being, uh, I guess, satisfied that you made the playoffs but still fine-tuning your game and not uh, – kind of resting on your laurels for for lack of a better word there and just kind of building and keep playing good hockey. Is there a moment or moments that you can take the most pride from as you look back on the season? Uh, that that's a tough question. I mean just from seeing the crowds there the home game uh against Sheffield there game one of the playoffs was that was the loudest I've ever seen the storm shelter and um I think it was just kind of a accumulation of all the hard work that goes on not on the only on the ice, but behind the scenes as well with um, the volunteers and, and Finner and all the off ice staff too. And um, it, it was just, I guess that would probably be the point where we, uh, it was just such a fun night, fun atmosphere, good, good hockey game back and forth. And that you kind of look back on those and that's the, the games you want to be involved in. And it was, like I said, it was the loudest I've, uh, I've ever seen the shelter. <laughs> Now, as we speak, the season ended. You mentioned at the Sheffield game there, the two-leg playoff, of course. Sheffield progressed. You guys' season has ended. When you look at those two games back, you did very well against them in the home game. Kind of got away from you a bit in the second leg. What are the positives and negatives you, you can take from those two games? Yeah, I mean, uh, they they were both close games. I mean, even the game in Sheffield, it was 5-2, but we... Uh... We, we generated a, enough chances there to score. Greenfield made some saves. I think we hit a post or two. Um, and, but that's taken nothing away from Sheffield. Like I said, they, they played very well this weekend. Um, I think they kind of showed 
the team, why they were in the title race all year. Um, that was the best Sheffield team I've seen in, in a couple months. Anyways, they, they played very well. They defended hard. They were physical. Um, and then obviously they're, they're dangerous up front too. So, um, it was going into the Saturday game after clawing back and tying up Friday night. Um, we, we felt good about our chances and then, um, it, it just, like I said, I think they got to a level that um, we had to be at our best to to win that game, and um, I, I didn't think we were bad. I, ju- I just don't think we got to the level that they did. On Friday, you got the 2-2 draw. Did you at any point allow yourself to maybe dream about what might happen if you know you could get the better of them on the Saturday? Do you allow yourself that that, that chance? Well, that was the goal, was to, to get to Nottingham, uh, get to the Final Four, and like I said, we... After that Friday night, I thought we gave ourselves a good chance. We were confident going into the Saturday game. And, um, yeah, obviously, kind of, I think the couple days after, you kind of look back more on uh, each day. You kind of had more of a sour taste in your mouth than the day before. But um, I, I am proud of the guys that for just the season as a whole. I think it's still raw, the loss. But um, looking back, kind of taking a step back, we, we accomplished a lot this year. And, um, the guys battled, they competed night in, night out, and it, w- it was a great group for uh, my first year. So let's look to the future a wee bit now. Having just finished in your highest league position for five years, do you feel that's kind of heightened expectations for next year? And how do you how do you feel with that or deal with that? Yeah, I think uh, we always want to keep getting better year to year. I think this was definitely a step in the right direction. We did accomplish a lot of good things, both on the ice and off the ice. I think um, like our attendance was miles better I think than it's been in the past all, all year I think the fan support was great for, for us and um, that's important going forward too and some of that too is just putting a good product on the ice and um, yeah going forward like we we want to raise the bar each year and um, it's kind of I don't want to put a, a number on it or anything but we, we just want to get better and uh, how we recruited last year is like I said we went younger and we gave guys kind of an opportunity to come in and we we want to hopefully retain uh those core guys and bring them back and then upgrade some areas and hopefully we can hit the ground running next season. And of course, having that fans buy-in as well, and you got that towards the end of the season, we saw some of the attendances that was being posted as well, getting them back on board as well. That's important, really sets the tone as well. Oh yeah. Awesome. Uh, the the fans were terrific this year, even, even traveling, the support was great. Um, and you, you know, that storm shelter is when it, when it's full and it's loud and it's a really fun atmosphere to play in. And um, definitely a, not the, probably the favorite arena for visiting teams to come in and play in either. So um, when the fans are there and they're loud, like they were, it's um, it, it makes it exciting looking ahead to next year. Now, you'll already be working on your, your team for next season. We're not going to go into specifics or have you reveal anything. We wouldn't do that, of course. But what kind of what kind of idea can the fans expect from your team? You'll have something in your mind already about how you want your team to look. So what can the fans expect? Is there anything you can reveal on that just now? Yeah, well, I think this year an area was we, we had to get better on the road. Um, the year before, I had... I don't know how many road games we won, but it wasn't many. And um, this year, we, we that was an area we wanted to touch on. We wanted to get faster. Um, I know they, the game now is all about skating and speed, and um, I think we accomplished that. Um, pro, I think at times our home form actually struggled a little bit, so whether we, you just kind of find that um, happy medium, I guess, of being able to play both on the bigger sheets and the smaller sheets as well. So um, whether that's getting a little bigger, I think, 
that's an area where we can improve on is being more physical um, and being able to grind those games. Uh, I mean, we had, we'll, we'll always have a team that works hard and battles and competes. And um, that's just, for me, that's kind of first and foremost, non-negotiable. That's what, uh, what I expect. And I, I know the guys as well responded to that. And that's what the fans want to see too. That's it for this latest episode and a massive thanks to Matt Ginn from Manchester Storm for his time and his insight. There are more episodes to come including Danny Stewart joining us for the Thursday preview and David Goodwin opening the locker room door for us at Belfast Giants. If you haven't heard them already, Luke James from British Ice Hockey look back on the quarterfinals of the Monday Review while Glasgow Clans Craig Peacock and Sheffield Steelers Jonathan Phillips joined us to discuss retirement. Those are available to download right now. Follow us on Twitter at underscore EliteIH and like Elite Podcast on Facebook. Also, subscribe and download now from your preferred podcast provider, including Spotify, Amazon and Apple, and new episodes will drop as and when they're ready. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back for the next episode of the only podcast dedicated to the Elite Ice Hockey League. Elite Hockey, Elite Listening. Bye for now. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.